Hello. Uh, before we get started with the show, we would be remiss if we didn't mention up top the sad passing uh, of Sir Sean Connery, uh, 90 years of age, um, born in 1930 and obviously sadly passing away uh, just over the weekend there. Uh, now, we could read some news articles and we could talk to you a little bit about I guess his life and go into that in a bit of detail um, and we I guess we have talked a little bit about him in the case the Edinburgh connections that he has in the show but rather than doing that I guess just take a quick second to kind of say what he meant to the two of us because we um, both huge fans of James Bond and I guess both of our first introduction to Sean Connery was through uh, the mass his masterful performance as the the one and only uh, MI6 agent James Bond. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, what an amazing career that man has had. And obviously, he's he's had his highs and lows. But specifically, you know, James Bond to me was always the constant. Like it was the thing that brought me and my dad together. And I think me and my dad always loved watching, you know, the the Roger Moore films and the Pierce Brosnan films. But they were totally underpinned by our love for the Sean Connery movies. Yeah, the, the those movies really, in many ways, got me into movies in general. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's fair. Yeah, action, drama, everything. The charisma that he had on screen. Yeah, like even in maybe some of the less critically received ones, yeah, like yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. I love that movie. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's a little bit silly, but he what he just twinkles on screen and i was really very very sad to hear of his passing and i and i think you know he he's been i think he's been fighting ill health for a while and it was it was inevitable at some point in time but i guess just i think if you know if if he wants to be you know to be remembered by one thing it's as you said the charisma on screen as james bond you know particularly just the scenes where he's on the ferry in uh, from Russia with Love when he's going across to Istanbul. You know, just when he looks so great in that grey suit and he, you can see him in his sort of slight Scottish accent as he twinkles, you know, away on the screen yep, with his briefcase. So suave. Or when, you know, or when he's he's fighting odd job in, in you know in, the, in Fort Knox or when he's playing golf against Goldfinger just like some iconic and of course when he's strapped to the table and the laser's uh, making its way towards towards the other reason but he, at every point you make you know I think you're right the charisma and he he really just introduced a whole I would even I wouldn't even say a generation multiple generations multiple. towards the most iconic action hero of all time I would say. Um, and I think there's nothing else more to say than uh, Sean Connery, may you rest in peace. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> here, here.
Hello and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of God knows I've got so many different things that have happened in this past week. We could be the podcasting equivalent of anything uh, we bloody anything, well want. Anything we could be. A second nation lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through to lost my bloody holiday tickets. I've just I've just had credit card. For, do you know what? I'm going to go with that one. The podcasting equivalent of sat on your arse on a couch on a Saturday night and getting a text from your bank to being told that you've just been susceptible to credit card fraud. <laughs> Man alive! Oh like, dear! Like, but, but like, and it was only as I was sat. Right, this is this shows how absolutely feeble I am as a human being because I am sat on my arse with a second beer in my hand, just get a text from them, right, and then seconds later. I'm on the phone to them and they're like, yeah, we know we're all we're all over this. I'm just like, it's a mate like the algorithms attached to these things that know when you haven't bought and when you have bought something. It's almost like it's terrifying, but it's just like crazy. Do you know the worst thing? This this shows how shite I am, right? I'm sat playing my game. Yeah. Okay. On the phone to the bank trying to be like, and they're so lovely. Like they are, they're so good at this. If you've ever had to go through this, I'm sure like they're just, they're, they're so useless, but I'm sat playing my game, but I'm trying to keep the console of my game away from the phone because I don't want them to go, well, he's clearly not that interested because he's playing his game whilst he's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he's on his Xbox. I just love this. He's on the I, phone I love you bank. having this conversation with a bank representative and then just randomly through it. You just go, <laughs> boom, headshot. <laughs> I'm just like, I was looking at myself. His brains and, went everywhere. And what happened was I had my phone on me and I was like holding it up. And then a mo- for a brief moment, the screen went black and I caught a look at my reflection in the mirror. And I looked at myself in my eye and I went, what a pitiful excuse. Yeah. Sat on the phone. Was this, phone what, I, for a little peek behind the curtain, I just want to ask, was yeah, this before or after you attempted running our social medias? Oh this my evening. god! <laughs> about that, the better. <laughs> Do you know? And I've also had some horrendous news as well. So Maddie, Maddie and I decided we would take some. This was all before, let's refer all before the other piece of news, which is uh, moments ago it was announced. Moments ago, from recording, it was announced we're going. England's going into the second lockdown. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. But just before we say it, because Maddie and I have been working our little arses off during the week. And we've been we've we haven't had the opportunity to go away on holiday just for for personal reasons. And the second we were like, oh, looks like we're going to be able to get away. Germany's on the travel corridor. Let's get out there. We booked the, we booked the tickets to Munich last weekend. Right. And on the Monday, Germany went into lockdown. Oh, I mean, it's just like, it's just like um, oh goodness. And uh, and obviously, I think I think we'll I think we'll probably we've mentioned it up top before the episode has started, and I'm sure we have. But again, just just to reiterate what we said at the start, as, uh, her, the the sad passing of of Sean Connery. Yeah. Um. But outside of that, there has been a little bit of good news, which is we bloody got a victory, mate. We did. We, we did. We got a victory. Oh, what a silver lining to have. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who are not. Uh, sports fans who are here just for the music and movies you can skip forward but Alex and I for a brief minute or so are going to celebrate the fact that Scotland uh, on the Super Saturday got their their first victory in Wales 
uh, for over 18 years. Yeah. 2002 was the last yep. time we got Rugby, victory there. Six Nations. Rugby, Six Nations, of course. Yeah, sorry to give you a bit more. And I read a really great article about it, and there was a really fantastic word that was used to describe the win, and that word was industrious. Industrious. Because it was the, indu- the industrious win from Jamie Ritchie um, and Hamish Watson. Because the pack, and we were saying this as we were watching this, the forwards were just on form. Well, the do. only try we scored was as a result of I mean, the, the best. Oh, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself. Is that a ruck? No, it's a driving That's, mall. Oh, it's a driving, driving mall. mall. I knew no, you it. Were close. Don't I worry, knew don't it worry. was a, a. It was either a ruck or One a mall. One of the two. One of the two. They are yeah. quite similar. Can I get? They are. I, I no, never played are. rugby. I got. I it's... got into it much later in life. So, like, you yeah. know, you know, I got into the stage. I got into it at the stage where you're, you're at it and you're watching it in the pub. Mm. And and people throw around ruck and mall, and then you just mm. try and you you try and assimilate what it actually means while simultaneously sure. pretending you already know what it means. So yeah. that, that's the kind of stage I was. At. I knew it was one of them, but it was the single best whatever one of those you just said mall. that I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. And in fact, you even said something. You said it wouldn't be great if we could try and find some sort of like torqueometer where you yeah. could see the actual raw power. I mean, it was amazing. The uh, the game, obviously, the England Italy game is also just concluded, and there was a, there was a really good also driving mall from England. All oh, right, I've not it, watched the highlights the, yet. Yeah, it was good. I was, it was too busy, was busy right. watching the PM telling us how we're all fucked. For the next uh, month, I know it's 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 dire, it's dire, mate. We, um, I guess, just to conclude the rugby chat, I hope you don't mind. I've got the Ireland France game up, which is arguably the final of the Six Nations because it easy. I mean, ultimately, one of the two. If Ireland win this, they've won the whole thing. Are you telling uh, me? No, I'm not that interested are, in what we're doing right now. Are I've got you? One te- eye on the are podcast. you telling me, Callum, <laughs> that right now, while trying to record? A high quality piece of content for the internet and our listeners. Alex, Alex can you, you stop are, talking? Alex, you are stop simultaneously. There's a scrum. There's a scrum. scrum. There's a scrum. Just wait. Just wait. Hang on. Just. I think you've answered my question. <laughs> I think you've answered my question. Callum is watching the rugby, watching the rugby on his phone while recording a podcast. That's how much he cares about you, our lovely oh. audience. But of course, we're not a rugby podcast. We are a music and movies podcast. And each week, we will discuss some of our most favorite music and movies. And we will get into them in ways in which we cannot even believe. We will dive so deep into them because they're so ingrained and they're so thought-provoking and everything. But to be honest, this week... Um, it's a little, bit, a little bit of a back tread, if I'm honest. Because it's we- a little bit of a back tread because <laughs> I, I was going to say right up top. I just wanted to say again how much we enjoyed making last oh, week's episode. It was fantastic. It was so much fun, and Austin Burkett, what a, what a gent. He was an absolute mm-hmm. pleasure to have on. He was, and yeah. I think we we've kind of debriefed a lot since that, since yes. making that podcast. I think we've decided we want to do a lot more like that and then in the exactly. same conversation we're like whoa right what is it this week oh wait it's shazam <laughs> shazam of course it's shazam and we both kind of went oh, okay so i so yeah and i had not watched this movie until this week i had and I, did, I had i had, you I had, had seen yeah. it prior uh, prior yeah and it's quite forgettable though isn't it yeah but you know what i don't hate it no, it's I don't fine. hate it. It's fine. It's it's wholly inoffensive, 
and mm. it is the kind of thing that you'd put a big rubber stamp of good wholesome family entertainment yeah there's nothing wrong with it no there 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 isn't anything and and i i guess i guess to an extent maybe that's a flaw with it because nowadays I mean, yeah it is i mean you know we like yeah. we, we, we like to be challenged in our media but at the same mm. but at the same time if you if we think about the journey that the dc movies went through it's a bit, a bit of a roller coaster i'm not I, I think it's probably quite understandable that they kind of ended up going down uh, middle of the road kind of has everything sort of piece which isn't well, to, which isn't to say it doesn't have a huge amount of quality because of there, no, there are no, many fine. aspects of it and i think particularly the acting performances yeah. are really strong actually mm, mm. um but um, i suppose we'll get you know we'll get more into that yeah and and actually something else that i probably should mention up top the budget for this movie was I've, I've I've sort of read differing records, but the 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 sort of average I've seen is about hundred million. Which yeah. actually, for a, for a DC movie, it's not that much. No. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of doing quite well. I mean, it it did quite well yeah. in the box it, office. I mean, it didn't do as well as Aquaman. Quite well. Aquaman did stupid numbers. Yeah, but I think we've already you know we kind of touched on that. The reason Aquaman yeah. did so well was was the market. I think the Chinese appeal, like the, the Chinese market went bananas for Aquaman, yeah. whereas i don't think it was quite as much no um, um i do know yeah the international i mean i don't know if it was solely china or what what else but i do know that the international take the box office was like i mean it's always larger than domestic and u.s obviously because there's more people in the world but various various degrees more now this movie was directed by a very interesting chap, a guy called David F. Sandberg. Now, David, he's actually never heard he, of him. So, he, so really interesting. Okay, and I'm going to just give you a little, a few uh, little tidbits about David. So, David was actually born in Sweden in '81. Okay, and he's a writer and director known for a movie called Lights Out. Have you seen Lights Out? I've heard of Lights Out. Yeah, Have so I seen light, Lights Out. So Lights Out, really interesting. So Lights Out is a horror movie, but it was based on a horror movie short that he did. And so he also went on to direct Annabelle um, as well. So oh, he's kind of done some horror movies. Is that kind of like in the same way the Whiplash started as a as a short film mm. and then turned and then turned into a large movie? That's kind right. Of that yeah. Kind so of thing. Yeah, I, I would say so. So, I mean, there's a lot of directors that have directed in some way or shape or form some sort of short movie that kind of pushes out there to kind of push the ideas and the themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, it's, it's really timely, actually, because my, my girlfriend on her work group chat, they've been messaging, as it is, we are recording on the night of uh, uh, Halloween. Halloween? What's the, what's, the, what's the old Halloween? Latin th- no, I know. I ken that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, what, what is it called again? What is that name? No, but All Saints Eve. What's the, what's the old England? I was going to try and say it posh, but now I can't because I've. I'll be on. I'll be honest, and this will yeah. give a little bit of an insight to my kind of person. I couldn't give a shit. Oh come on! Man. I am such. I am such a oh. Scrooge slash Grinch, whatever you want to call me, about Halloween. Ooh. I hate it. Oh come on! What about all the ghosts? What, what about a? Go- what oh, about the ghouls? It's just you love a ghoul. It's. I know that all holidays are big, just economic part mm. like engines, as yeah, it were. Yeah. You know, Valentine's Day, Father's yeah. Day, Chris, bloody Christmas. But Halloween is the only one where, like, I genuinely one, I see it, 
and yeah. two, I refuse to engage with it. But what about all the werewolves and all? Oh, over them? You love them, don't no, you? I don't. No, I, nah. I, I don't. I don't. That's not what you were saying the other day. I, I really don't. And, and bless, bless her. My girlfriend was like, "Can we?" I know it's just us in the flat because you know we're not allowed to go. We're not really allowed to go out and socialize. <laughs> I know where this is and going. All the, as well. all the pubs going ever. Can we just like dress up silly in the flat, like you know, just for us, just do something for Halloween? Oh. Can, we, can we dress up? And I was just like, no, nah, don't be stupid. Oh, <laughs> but listeners, what you don't know is that he's such a softy because I can see him over the Zoom call, and of course he is dressed up as Count Dracula <laughs> with, with the screws on his fingers, as the long claws and the. Teeth teeth and the fangs that's why what is that is that's that why it, that's why it took me so long to set up the call because I, I, I had i had all these claws on my hands and i was furiously, furiously trying to type in my passwords going to fucking <laughs> i remember when i was younger i went i went guising we call it guising do you remember called, well, called guising apparently or guising and trick and tre- uh, trick oh it's and not weird and racist is, different. is it please no, uh, no, uh, apparently there's a bit of stigma about the term uh, guising. So I know, I knew there would no, be. No, there like, is. I just, there is. I think. I think. That. I think we need to check and cancel guising if we actually look <laughs> deep enough into it. Just okay. no listeners. You keep talking. That, I'll look up guising. Yeah, just no listeners that we're wholly ignorant of it, or I'm, I've kind of got something in the back of my mind as to it being a bit problematic. And we've just not educated ourselves. So forgive us. Ginseng. Forgive us our ignorance. Uh-huh. Please don't cancel here, here us. We, we don't we mean go. it. Traditional. Hang on. Scottish language. In Scotland, customs around Halloween are similar to North America customs. Respect. Uh, our children do it traditionally. Oh, this is going to go on for so long. Also, who I cares? Can't. Exactly. Who does bloody who care? Cares? Well, you do, clearly, in your Dracula costume over there. Clearly. Uh, but, of course, this was directed, as I said, by the great David F. Sandberg. Now, I mentioned Lights Out, and we were talking a bit before about the previous, uh, I guess, short film that that kind of gives gives life to the greater film. But I want to talk about the short film of Lights Out because, as I said, it was shared around a WhatsApp group on my girlfriend's uh, what like her, her, I guess, like her WhatsApp chat, her work chat, and we sat and watched it because she watched it and she got really scared and she wanted to show it to me. But actually, it's a really, it's a really, it's it's a low budget five minute film called Lights Out, and we were watching it. And it's it's pretty terrifying, actually. It's pretty it's pretty like there's a there's a kind of there's a bit of a jump scare at the end, but uh, it's it's very good actually, and I, and I really liked it. Um, obviously, is it, is it actually this... good or is it horror movie good? No, it's actually good. Like it's a little five minute short. Because and that's you watch that, it that, and you that's go... something that's very very important to me though, because okay. I'm not a huge fan of the horror genre. In yeah. that ninety percent of them I hate. God, I'm being a real humbug today, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a real humbug. I should be really playing, happy. Scotland beat Wales. We're playing bu- good cop, bad cop with the listeners. We are absolutely. It. Why do you keep bringing up subjects that I hate, <laughs> that I just want to dunk on? But just to finish this this particularly long dunk, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of horror movies, as you know. And actually, I think a large part of that was when we were growing up. You're insistence that every single time we watched a horror movie together you had to mess with me <laughs> every single time 
every single I time. And you'd go, it. oh, he's scared. Oh, he's scared. I'm like, no, you're just being an annoying dick. But we used to sit next to each other in the movies. And if there was any sort of scary scene, Alex would be like, no, I'm not sitting next to him. No, I'm, I'm not. not. We, we would be with people. I still <laughs> won't. Why not? I still Why won't. Not? Even as adults, like, we moved to London. There was one time where I was like, I, 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 I want to see this movie, but I don't want to sit next to you. Maddie can, you Maddie, can you sit in, in between us, please? Thank you. I don't trust him. No, the the uh, it, I I quite I quite like them, and in fact, it's timely because so I guess again another up top. We are doing Shazam, but we're not doing a horror movie this week. No, and and I think we we probably in hindsight we could have we could have done The Exorcist, we could have done Halloween. I rewatched oh, the the Halloween recently, twenty nineteen. I don't think I could have watched The Exorcist. But, no, really? That's no, I don't think so. It's because I can watch horror movies, and I do really enjoy enjoy like the really good ones. Like I'm talking about, yeah. Like Saw, I think is yeah. an incredible the first, the movie. First the Saw first movie Saw is, very good. is incredible. Yeah. The Shining horror movie. Shining. Loved, yeah, you enjoyed. Well, that. I did enjoy yeah. that. I love. I loved that. I probably went on this horror movie rant in that episode. To be honest, well, I'm I can't gonna really I'm remember. Gonna, I'm gonna say now. I've got a really good suggestion for another horror movie that you might like, and we're gonna talk about that in moving forward. Oh, okay. Looking now, forward to it. Shazam. Now this yeah. was released in April 2019 and it feels yeah. like it was a lot a lot longer ago. Is that a weird phrase longer ago? Anyway, a, a lot longer does. ago. A lot longer yeah. ago. Well, I was thinking about this as well and genuinely I think it's because as we stated previously, it's a little bit safe and it's a little bit formulaic and I think mm. in the last handful of years we've had some really interesting superhero movies yeah, and i just course. don't think we're used to you know let's call it what what it is a caper mm, a big mm. a big superhero caper it felt much more al- along the lines of sam raimi spider-man yeah it did actually and and i think and i think even things down to even things down to the i guess like Mark Strong. Now I think he was great. Was it Doctor Savara? Was that his? That was his superhero. I mean, yeah, I I, super I know villain. a little super villain. I know a little bit about Shazam, or I know as he nothing wasn't about Shazam. So I know a little bit up until recently. It was it was uh, Captain Marvel for a long for a long period of time. Um, so basically, both DC Comics and Marvel Comics have a hero called Captain Marvel. Yeah, I did uh, know that. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, but, but, and actually, ironically, both of them featured uh, <laughs> Demon Honosu. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. But DC's he's Captain Marvel, isn't he? Yeah, he like, is. He's in key. Aquaman he's in too. absolutely everything. Yeah. So DC, DC's Mar- Captain Marvel is the original, first hitting comic book stands in 1939. DC renamed their new 52 Rebirth version of Captain Marvel to Shazam, Shazam. in 2012. Yeah. So it's 2012, uh, due to part being uh, to Marvel holding the trademark on the name. However, DC still produces versions named Captain Marvel in print and animation. Mm-hmm. So around 2011, Captain Marvel was renamed. Uh, Shazam, so 2011, 2012, as a means for DC Comics to get around the disputes with Captain Marvel over having its own Captain Marvel. I've said Captain Marvel a lot. You have. Say you, it you a really few more have. Times, as well as Marvel. Take it out uh, in self-title. post. <laughs> nah, we'll keep it in in post. In fact, I'll say it once more, Marvel, Marvel. Throughout the film, Billy Batson's super alto ego is also referred to alto by variety. Alto Eagle. That's what I said, and I'm not going to change Eagle. it. Uh, he's, he's referred to by various names, but he never gets an official name. Not even Shazam sticks. He doesn't even say that in the film, does he? No, he doesn't. 
So yeah, I guess I guess we 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 start on that. He doesn't actually say the name Shazam in the movie, and I think that makes sense. Well, he does think, say the name Shazam quite a no, lot but, in the movie. But, it, but he, <laughs> no, as in he doesn't refer to himself as Shazam. No. He doesn't go, "What's your superhero no. name? I am Shazam." Do you think that that's in any way a sort of callback joke pastiche, if you want? Of the fact that in Man of Steel they never say Superman. Yeah, they never. Yeah, what's what's his name? He is Man of Steel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he is Son of Krypton. <laughs> Man of Steel. I, I, yeah, I, I think maybe. I mean, look, I guess, I guess that's another point that we were touching on, and we probably should get into a little bit. Is that this movie calls back a lot of other films? Yeah. I, I, and I think it does not just superhero movies because another big thing I want to talk about is the gargoyles. And the first thing I saw when I saw those was I said when I saw those was that's Ghostbusters. Yeah. But, yeah, the, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But there was also there was a lot of, as you said, Sam Raimi Spider Man, and I picked up a point where there was another Spider Man reference that was closer to the end. Uh, obviously, there was huge, huge um, implications of Superman. We even heard the John Williams Superman theme. Yeah, which um, I didn't which hate sure this time. Listeners no. that have gone through our DC journey with us know that when John Williams's theme was brutally used yeah in justice league i was furious yeah yeah didn't hate it didn't hate it this time no and and i I... suppose i should hate it because you know as i said in the justice league chat henry cavill superman is not christopher reeve superman and so it shouldn't be the same theme but i think i'll give shazam a pass just because as kids Billy Batson and Co. Mm. That generation will very much look up, look up at Henry Cavill's Superman in their world as the Christopher Reeve version. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. as as the the good guy. You know, we the audience see the Superman movies and we see his flaws and yeah. him more as of a character. And so the Superman theme isn't as just, but maybe in the eyes of these kids, maybe it is. You know, maybe that's just me. You know, people go, ah, he's he's, cl- he's clutching there, he's grabbing at straws, <laughs> like. But I quite I quite like that rationale, yeah. and I'm gonna stick with it. What do you think of the kids? I I mean, I thought the acting was great. Yeah, I thought, I thought all they were really those good, kids all were fantastic. Yeah, I really liked them, and and I I mean, obviously, a huge shout out to Jack Dylan Grazer, who's from It uh, Parts One and a little mm-hmm. bit Part Two. I think he's in Part Two as well. He obviously playing Freddie Freeman. Yeah, uh, and I, I he was I, scene I must... stealing. He was scene stealing. He was yeah, much, he was much more good. interesting than young Billy Batson, who was mm. played by. Oh no, that was Asher Angel. Asher right, Angel okay. played Young Billy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, I didn't think, yeah, I thought he was, uh, I thought he was all right. I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, Jack Grazer is is a little bit more, I guess he's, I guess he's a little bit, I, I'd say a little bit more experienced, for lack of a better. He's kind of been, obviously, as we said, in It movies. Um, the other one that I, the one that I really liked was the wee, the wee girl that played Darla Dudley. She was oh, really sweet. Oh, she was adorable, wasn't she? Faith, Faith Herman. I think it was when when billy walks in and she gave her a hug that was the first i went oh that's really quite sweet it it really is and she i think more than anyone else she really sold the family unit that Mm. these foster kids were Mm. and it really made you feel how important yeah 
that the group is to each other and by the end to billy yeah 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 you, yeah, you know who the who you know the real star Billy Batson though mm-hmm. Zachary Levi. Yeah, he you know, was good, good wasn't kudos. he? He was great. Yeah. He was. He was. Do you know what I liked about Zachary Levi was you could you could tell that he wasn't when he was on screen. He wasn't a superhero. Like you could. Do you know what I mean? I know that sounds weird. No, to say. he was like a kid he, in the costume. Looked, yeah, yeah. He was hundred percent a kid in the costume, and he sold it every single time. And there was at no point where you kind of thought that the actor probably feels a little bit silly doing this. Like he was mm. just like, he, he was making like all the right noise. You know, when something, you know, when, do you remember when you were 12 in the cinema watching yep. Avatar or where, yep. wherever it was that came out when we were 12? God, Actually, we could have been do you know 12. What? Do you know, I, I've just remembered what movie it was. It was Men in Black 2. Or was it Phantom Menace as well though? Yeah, it was also Phantom Menace. It was oh. anything like and something cool happens, and everyone... The second lightsaber comes the out. The second lightsaber comes up, <laughs> and everyone made the same noise, which was... <laughs> <laughs> and he does that so many times in the movie. It is so relatable. Just yeah. that kind of mix of laugh and woe and wonder. And yeah. I, I love it. I loved his performance. It, it was just full of that. I must admit, I would have liked to have seen more. I think they used quite a lot of the Zachary Levi as uh, Billy Batson Shazam character in the trailers, and I think yeah. that they could have they could have maybe spared a couple of gags here and there. Probably, I mean, the whole yeah. the whole when he went to buy the beer and stuff, I thought was really funny. Yeah. But like, I've already seen this, and yeah. he does a bloody he does a bloody not a dab. What's it? The oh, the flossing. The, the flo- flossing. He does a yeah. bit of flossing. I was uh, way fact, too quick to answer that question. I'm you were very. I'm quick. supposed to be too old. I'm supposed to be too old to get flossing. No, no, no. It's because I've got I've got a sister who's seven years younger than me. That's that's my yeah. excuse. That, that that not really an excuse. Uh, though, no, it's it an excuse. It's <laughs> an excuse. Really you get you, you get you get you know told these things. You you don't have any siblings that age. <laughs> uh, fun fact as well. Whilst he's flossing in that abandoned factory, don't know if you saw, but there is a Ace Chemical plant uh, behind no it. No way. There as well. Yeah, oh, I exactly. missed that. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun little fact for you there. Yeah. So that was potentially where that was very fun. The, yeah. In fact, actually, that leads us on to the backdrop of the movie, which is Philadelphia. I thought was great. I thought it was really interesting. And obviously, it's Philadelphia at Christmas time, and it's quite gritty and quite yeah. grimy. And it is. I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Quite DC. Yeah. Yeah. But but it was it was colorful yet gritty and grimy. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was quite quite good about that. Yeah. I think it was probably a tactical decision to sort of toe the line mm. that 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 made you feel as if this was part of the franchise that was established. Sure. Because I reckon if they kept the same kind of color grading and you know saturation and aesthetic but set it in a different season, it mm. probably wouldn't look as if it belonged. In, yeah, that, in the DC, I reckon. That's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess the only really dark sequences was the the kind of the cave with the gargoyles yeah, yeah. because everything else was quite bright. Um, I, I, and just just to touch on that, the gar as I said, I thought the gargoyles were very Ghostbusters. Uh, but David F. Sandberg cited the terror dogs in Ghostbusters '84, so 1984, was actually the inspiration for the Seven Deadly Sins. Um, so I guess that he kind of went for a thematic theme, and obviously, what's quite 
timely is we're talking about Ghostbusters. Uh, sorry, we're talking about Philadelphia being kind of a grimy look. And if you remember, like that was one of the hallmarks of the original Ghostbusters. You look back yeah. at New York, and it was quite a grimy eighties New Ooh, York. Yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, so I think I think it was actually a really clever little little inclusion for that. Um, yeah. One, one, of, also, one of my other yeah go on <laughs> yeah i thought that was really clever yeah exactly well so they talk about rocky and i think they it was rocky 2 i think that the well, I, Tiger, rocky 3 i'll hold my hands up never actually seen any of the rocky movies but Have you know, I, I do they're know really good and so you know the big point of that is i obviously know that I the Tiger belongs to Rocky because you know that's just in the zeitgeist. That's just pop sure. culture. But I don't sure. know which one. Or is he not supposed to be running up some stairs or something like that? Yeah. So so it's it's oh actually it's he's stairs. running up the stairs that actually they play that song on in the yeah. in Shazam, don't they? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So he's running up the stairs to the National Art Gallery of of Philadelphia, and it's I think it's a Pennsylvania Art Gallery or Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Um, Maddie and I actually were there a couple of years ago. I think it was oh, 20. Cool. I've never been to yes. Philadelphia. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So we went to a few of the kind of spots that the kind of always sunny. You know the route that you know the always sunny in Philadelphia intro where they're they're yes. kind of showing all the different. So we drove that way. So we drove past the Eagle Stadium. Oh, okay. Uh, and we did, and we went to we went to some of the famous spots. So we went. Did to you have a Rocky Philly cheesesteak? We did have a Philly cheesesteak. Absolutely. Is it good? Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was really tasty. It was very salty. Right. Uh, okay. We we it was, but it was, but that's a good thing because we're Scottish and we like salt. Do we? But we love it. No, we do love it. Oh, okay. You love it most. No, no, you love it more right. than I do, if anything. Oh, okay. Fair. Thanks <laughs> and for we were me. No, you do. You do. <laughs> well, you've got the poster behind you, so you may as well own it. Of salt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, it's just white. <laughs> it's, just, it's a poster. It just says, salt, baby. <laughs> Not a salt, baby, but, you know. Oh. Oh. Also, there's Penn State Penitentiary, which is a really cool place. Uh, I mean, that was where Al Capone was housed, and that's actually just down the road from the Philadelphia. I thought that was Alcatraz. No, no, he uh, he was there for a little bit, but he was in Penn State Penn State Penitentiary, yeah. which is, in fact, if you like ghost stories, and we were talking about ghosts before, that's a very haunted old prison as well. Ooh, haunted we prisons. Were wa- we were walking. What's creepier, there. haunted prisons or haunted hospitals? Oh, pro- oh, probably hospitals. I don't know. No, maybe that's the wrong answer. I'll tell you, because I've walked around a few... This is a weird one. I've walked around a few different haunted prisons before because I have also walked around Alcatraz. Oh, have you? And that's apparently... Yeah, that's apparently quite haunted as well. In fact, yeah, maybe then... Maybe maybe prisons. But the, the what was funny, we walked around Penn State Penitentiary and the person who's doing the... Vo- You'll never guess who's doing the, the audio tour voice for Penn State Penitentiary. Patrick Stewart. No, it's Steve Buscemi. Of course. <laughs> oh my God, really? That's yeah. incredible. Wow. It's really good, actually. That's, actually somebody really had a laugh there. Like, it was really you know, it'd be actually... funny if we got Steve Buscemi. <laughs> well, actually, I know Steve Buscemi. He's probably, he'd probably do it. Really? He, he pro- yeah, he probably got a shit ton to do it. In fact, he's probably oh born in Philadelphia. We haven't. We need to check our facts a little bit more. Um, but <laughs> no, but all? it was great at all. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. 
but uh, it was great. Now, the only other fact that was not related to the music that I wanted to bring to was, in fact, a kind of a look forward into the DCEU, which, of course, came off the back of DC fandom because we got our first peek at another Shazam-esque superhero villain, which, of course, was Black Adam. Did we get a peek? Well, we kind of got a peek of him in his costume, didn't we? We oh, wait. Got him, like, You're not talking about in the movie. Him. You're talking about fandom. Yeah, fandom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we got, peaked, we got like a weird animation sort sort of mm. thing, and we had Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, here's my fun fact. Is he called already. Dwayne The Rock Johnson anymore, or is it just Dwayne Johnson? No, it was when he was born, he was known as Dwayne The Pebble Johnson. Oh, I see, and, then, and he grew. Yeah, so he was pity, exactly. He was pe- It's he Colonel was Otto, have you seen him? He's fucking huge. Yeah, well, he was a stone for a long part of his life, and then by the time he reached his sort of late 30s, 40s, he was The Rock that's it there. That's interesting. And then when he's, he's not a boulder yet, though, do you think he's no, going to get not, built no. bigger? When, he, when, he, when he's older, he'll be a boulder, yeah. When he's boulder, bigger, older, and... Boulder. Oh! <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> that was really I good. am on fire. <laughs> that was really good, mate. I like that. Originally, this was going to be one film with Shazam and Black Adam meeting and clashing, but the producers decided to split the film into two origin films for both characters, with Black Adam being its own story set in ancient Egypt with other heroes. Did you notice that Dwayne Johnson was a producer? In this movie, oh, I did. yes, He's, I did was in the see credits. that as well. Yeah, how interesting. Well, I think that probably something to do with this. Well, basically, Definitely. the other fact, the other fact was, however, Black Adam is mentioned in the film as an ancient champion the wizard had chosen. Oh, is that him? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, yeah. and but but he went bad apparently. So, oh, of uh, course, because they kind of detail that backstory in that again yeah. weird fandom animation where he said he yeah. got a load of power and he kind of went a bit mad with it that's right yeah that's right so dwayne johnson who produces the film um and who uh, who was cast as black adam had his facial features used for the magical portrayal of the champion okay so, so he was used and, and apparently i read somewhere else that basically dwayne johnson had the option to play shazam but his, fa- I think he like put it up to his fans on his Twitter or his Instagram. Of course and his he did. Fans, yeah, and his fans sort of said, "No, you you should be Black Adam, the villain, not Shazam, the 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 goodie." So on that so, yeah. note, he, he yeah. knows how to do it, doesn't he? Yeah, just he, Dwayne Johnson. He he yeah. knows how the world and entertainment and everything works. Mm. Imagine putting that out as a poll to your fans. Should I say should I be Shazam or Black Adam and yeah. this decision will yeah. be set in stone and that will happen. I know. Like, it's amazing, isn't and it? And he is probably the most popular movie star in the world. And I think I'm and I think I would class myself as part of that audience that thinks so as well because I can't think of anything he's in that I don't like. No, or at least right, actually, or yeah. at least appreciate because he's in it because obviously he's in some terrible movies of course he mm. is but the scorpion king yeah but actually, how much do you like love it one. anyway <laughs> i quite like it yeah how much do, do you like love it. it anyway it doesn't matter because the rock's <laughs> so cool yeah he's bloody cool with his guns he's so and his cool. abs where's the beach there it is did you know oh yeah baywatch have you seen baywatch I haven't. No, is it oh, pretty good? Is hilarious. It? It's not oh, good at all. Oh, is it cool? Nice. It's not good, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Dwayne fine. The Rock Johnson and Zac Efron, who is another actor I've got a lot of time time for, yeah, actually. Yeah, he's as well. doing well as well, isn't he? He is doing well. Do you know that uh, Dwayne Johnson goes... The Rock? Ar- yeah, The Rock. 
Do you know that he goes around with his own portable gym? No way. Yeah, he does. Does he really? Yeah, he does. He, I mean, everywhere he to, goes on like sets and everywhere mm-hmm. he goes, he sticks up a gazebo and he's got like a full gym in it. Wow. It has staff and everything. Wow. I mean, you may as well because the, see, the size of him. I mean, it's almost to the point where if he didn't do that, it would be health concerns. Yeah. Because you can't just, he can't, he's not got the sort of body where he could just stop working no. out. Like he couldn't just, he couldn't just kind of go like as we're now having to do with lockdown where my gym's now going to have to close again, where I can just go, cool, I'm just going to turn yeah. it off. Like I'm just not going to do the gym for but the next But also like, think of the weeks. fuel that's needed to feed oh, it mental, as well. Mental. How mental. much must he eat? Well, like I was the watching, calorie intake must be I was insane. I was watching the documentary of the chap, the, the Icelandic chap that plays the mountain in Game of Thrones, and it's fascinating. The amount of potatoes that boy eats. Like, he's eating potatoes at six in the morning because he's just getting, he's just like, I need to get the calories in. He's just yeah. like mouth straight in. And then he's got sausages, he's got greens, he's got veg, then he's on the treadmill or whatever, and he's working out, he's moving. And it's just like, God, like, it's to the point where when does a, when does a body just become like a machine? Yeah. You just have to keep fueling. Like, yeah, you just have exactly. to put fuel into it. I have a question. Yeah, go for it, mate. Did we get off track? Oh, we got very much off track we, there. We did we go off on a tangent? Johnson. Let's talk a little bit about the music of Shazam. Yeah, now, let's... you've obviously been doing a really great job. You talked a little bit about Eye of the Tiger, which was a really fun inclusion. Yep. But there's one inclusion of another very famous song that I want to kind of spend a bit of time on. Now, we've talked about this song from another movie, which, of course, was the fantastic Shaun of the Dead. Yes, and I'm sure you thought, know what song this yeah, is. Yeah, I thought this was going to be the, uh, Don't Stop Me Now. Of course. Yeah, mate, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say, dude? Oh, no, nothing. I was just going to say, don't stop me now. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so, so what, what were you going to say, though? Sorry, what were you going to say? Don't, 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 don't stop me. Don't stop oh. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, sorry, I thought you were being serious. I, I didn't realize oh, you didn't want me to stop such you. such a terrible joke. I didn't realize oh, you wanted no. me to stop <laughs> <laughs> that, these, that, oh. that just came organically, though, didn't it, mate? Oh. Did you like that scene? Did you like that scene? That I did. Was, yeah, it was quite fun, wasn't it? I did. It? It, was, it was quite fun. Although, I was watching it because in this, in this scene, they're testing out his superpowers and they're testing sure. out his limits. Mm-hmm. I question how confidently they tried certain things. Okay, go More specifically, it. I'm questioning how easy it was for Freddy to just casually set a box on fire. Oh yeah, in, that's a with, great with point. With him inside yeah. it, and for no other reason than to test his fireproof ability. <laughs> Wouldn't you just hold a match up and yeah. just move your hand yeah, closer yeah, exactly. towards it yeah, exactly. and be like, "Ooh, yeah. that Can burns a bit." No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not yeah. fireproof. But no, no, I'm gonna wait until he's inside a box because he's actually trying to well, test teleportation. And I'm just cool. gonna it's douse fun. it he's a little, with lighter fluids. He's a psycho. He's a little ten-year-old psycho. And that's Do you know cool. what? He properly is a psychopath. Yeah, he's mentally. He's, a, he's, he's mental. a that you say it. Oh, the CGI is a bit shonky as well, isn't it? When he's trying to learn to fly on the half pipe, I was a bit. Oh, like, it's all right. Oh, I thought it was a bit jarring that scene. Oh, I mean, really? By and large, yeah, that scene. I thought it was all right. Guard a little bit, yeah. It was. I guess it was. Do you know? You know what I mean when I say it was. Do you know films get away with it when? A character is filming another character on a video recorder, yeah. and you're what you as the audience are watching it through the video recorder, 
video recorder right, lens. Yeah, yeah. And so it, you can kind of get away with shonky CGI, sure. if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think, like, it casts your mind back to, I guess, the, one of the clearest memories of that was a lot of the CGI in Cloverfield, if you ever saw Cloverfield. Cloverfield and also Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah, that's a really great one, mate. Yeah, also, Chronicle's a, a good example. movie. Yeah, it's a good oh, movie. I love the Chronicle. It's a good movie. But I think we got a little bit of that with the half-pipe learning to fly sequence. But I, I thought Don't Stop Me Now was quite apt because it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. I think that was the closest interpretation to what the movie Shazam was kind of about. Yeah. Because, because there was some dark parts of this movie. And I think, like, particularly, you know, we kind of touched on them at the start. Um, but but Doctor Sava- Doctor Savara Savannah Savara Savannah um, I think uh, played by Mark Strong of course I thought he was really funny but he got was. quite dark he got quite dark at some like the bit when he kind of went into the boardroom with his dad yeah who which I I liked I liked how they kind of had a little bit of a backstory to him as a villain and then he just tossed that guy right out of the the conference room and they were all like oh shit this yeah. guy's kind of serious I've got, I've got a bit of trivia about Mister Savannah do it the mate. dad. Send played it. by John Glover, okay. who is not a stranger to the DC universe. Okay. He actually played the another father of another evil baldy bastard. Oh, I do not know what this. Uh... He played Lionel. Oh, is he? Li- is he, he in played, Smallville? He played Lionel Luther in Smallville. I thought who was, was the father of Lex Luther. Again, another ah, evil, baldy bastard. Fantastic. What is it? There's something in the water in that house. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I don't know. That just kind of... Because I actually recognized him. I didn't look that up. I recognized him. I was like, was he... Papa Luther in... Papa Luther. Papa Luther in Smallville. Yeah. That's really funny because both his sons are evil and bald. Yeah. Nice, was that deliberate? Nice. That's the... That was de- that was deliberate. That was definitely- imagine imagine if it actually was deliberate. Actually, do we think that's deliberate? It can't. No, it was be. deliberate. It was definitely it deliberate. Can't be. Yeah, but for the reason that both Lex Luthor and Doctor Savannah are bald, we need a we need a bald a bald paternal. Because if that is the actual movie. link, that's the worst kind of Easter egg I've ever heard. <laughs> because no, it is. It is because. <laughs> Um, because if if that's the case, some executive at DC has phoned up John Glover and gone, we really liked how you played the father of an evil bald guy. We'd like, we'd like you like, to do it again. And he's like, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to have to be another father of a bald guy. And they're like, you read our minds. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Or he was like, or he's on the phone to his agent and he was like, I thought I told you I don't want to be typecast as the father of an evil baldy guy. I thought, I thought you were going to see the other way around. He, t- he phones his agent and he's like, Jeff, you know the flicks. You know the story. It's either bald father or nothing else. Yeah, no, no, no. The 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 agent has got a list of checkpoints. And he said, if, he, if, I, if I ever get a call call up to be the father of an evil bald guy, it's an instant yes. You don't even have to phone me. <laughs> you Just don't even have to think Sign on it. the dotted line. Just don't do it. Do it. <laughs> I've got a couple of clauses and that's one of them. <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know i'll sometimes work with a bald cap but if yeah, but if he's so. naturally bald like proper shaven even better i'm in i'm already in. already in i love just being able to look at my reflection in my own cast mates. yes <laughs> I, now, I want like... to be clear i'm not the one that's to be bald i'm yeah, the father yeah. of the one that's yeah. bald 
and I get to sh- I get to shine it, don't I? That's agreed. Yeah, I absolutely. Do, do get to shine absolutely. it. Absolutely. Anyway, long wanna... story short, he gets eaten by a sin. Hmm. Which of the sins is envy? No, greed. it's the big one. Greed. greed. Yeah. Is it greed? Yeah, he made a big yeah. point of that, didn't he? He had a big yeah, bad guy did. monologue. Speaking Can of bad name... guy monologues, I loved that little that little um, joke on mm. um, when when they're when they were shouting when at they're each shouting other at each other across like he's like you're a mile away they're in the air and he's doing yeah. like a full bad guy monologue yeah, yeah yeah and he's like I can't hear you you're too yeah you're too far away and you're just like. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's really yeah. dumb. <laughs> that's re- that is really dumb because that happens in almost every movie. I've it ever does. Seen, ever it does. I mean, it's just a yeah. it's just a trope, isn't it? It's like, of course. I, I was watching an episode of Scrubs the other day, and they okay. did a really good joke about you know when you see a car driving off into the distance, but the people inside it just continue talking at the same level as if you know they're right in the microphone. Sure. Do you know what I'm Wait. talking about? Uh. So you know, no. so two people are in a car, yeah, and they're driving away. They're driving yeah. away from the camera. So you, as yeah. the viewer, would think, "Oh, I see what you mean." So the camera stays still, and they're watching the car drive away. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, camera yeah, stays. Yeah. So you see the car driving away. It's but almost the as two if guys a inside in it. The car. Yeah, the two guys inside it are still speaking at the same volume. So the yeah. so the volume doesn't like get diminished or something. It's just. Just one of those things. Rog, Roger. So do you want to talk a little bit about the composer of this? Because it is composed by one Benjamin Walfisk, or Walfish, as I like to call him. Now, is, Benjamin it, is, has, is it actually Walfisk? It's Walfisk. Walf- it's just W-A-L-L-F-I-S-C-H. Because I'll be honest, I just thought it was Walfish. Walfisk. I think it's pronounced Walfisk. Oh, okay. Um, he's pretty good. So he kind of worked a little bit with Hans Zimmer. He's worked uh, a lot Blade... with Hans Zimmer. Yeah, he's he's worked with Hans Zimmer. One of Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Mm-hmm. Is it twenty forty nine? Yeah, yeah, twenty forty nine. And also one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I think, yeah, I think yeah. the score of that is astonishing. We have talked mm-hmm. about it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. You can scroll back to find that lovely episode, yeah. and. I think this particular outing, because he, he he has a prior relationship with the director because he scored the uh, music for Lights Out. Yeah, yeah, he did. So he did Lights so Out. They have a prior relationship. I'll be honest. I think this score is a little bit superhero cookie cuttery. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's a little bit. Yeah, heard it all before. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think it's a shame because I, I must admit, now, we, we talked a little bit about the kind of prior connections to other composers, but let me just kind of flesh that one out. So he was in the music department as one of the co-composers for Batman versus Superman. He also... Yeah, so he's one of Hans Zimmer's, like, cabal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He also was attached, though. We, we talked a little bit about... Um, we we talked we talked a little bit about it before because he also was the composer for it as well. Yeah, and that had a on... really interesting sound world. Yeah, actually. I had a exactly. lot. I actually have a lot of time for the music in those movies. So I'm. I think I can't help thinking that this was a bit of a letdown as a as a score. Yeah. I think that there, as you said, cookie cutter is the right way to go about this. Yeah. I think there was a really great opportunity to create a unique sound world, and I think a really great example of creating a unique sound world. I'm going to talk about a bit in moving forward. But yeah, this one was a little bit flat. What it really reminded me of was mm-hmm. of someone trying to do John Williams. Mm-hmm. 
and it just ended up being a lot of bland fanfare. Yeah, so, you know when yeah, you just, when you, just you know when you just yeah. throw a lot of brass at something and hope that it's mm. exciting enough. All the time, I know that yeah. feeling. I, I know. I heard myself <laughs> say that sentence. I'm like, what am I talking about? Cal doesn't know that. He does that in everyday life. See what he's do- doing as engineering. It's like, mm, you know, more brass. You know, you know what this needs a shitload of brass. <laughs> Bring on the trumpets. <laughs> well, there's a couple of times when I'm when I'm when I'm attempting to run outside because my gym's closed. There's a tuba following behind me at every point in time, but that's probably the only time. Well, that's, that you're, brass is- that's because you're a big fatty, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> Rotund, <laughs> rotund is the word for it, mate. But no, I, I think that's a great. I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the some of the tracks in this because there were some there were some fun little there were some fun little fanfares from this. Yeah. Um. But uh, to be, uh, I mean, like to be honest, I think outside of the main Shazam theme, you had like the subway chase, which I thought was really fun. I like the whole dude, you're stacked when they really kind of like that's the fan. That's a really great track, yeah, track yeah. nine when they really sh- when they really show him kind of coming into his element. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's and then obviously like Superman it where they kind of have like hints of the Superman yeah. theme coming through yeah. when they talk about about that. But it's it's a it, look. It's fine. I think it's a generic soundtrack. It's a generic uh, soundtrack for. Uh, a largely generic movie i think mm. i don't think the music is bad i think mm. it's 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 well done but as i said it's very clearly done to hit all the right notes you know yeah yeah if you quite literally. if you pardon the pun <laughs> oh you're awfully clever alex with all your puns and oh, stuff yeah. like that i didn't i didn't want to make that pun it was just the most apt way to describe it but it, it, mm-hmm. it kind of functionally it does the same thing as the movie does it, mm. it doesn't offend anyone it does all the right things and it's what you expect to accompany everything that happens and i guess then to bring it full circle benjamin wolfish also composed uh this year's best horror movie which i'm going to try and watch i think tonight later is again the invisible man although i don't think it's oh. out again so did you we went to see this in the cinema no together, i didn't I, I haven't seen it why did you not go to the cinema to watch this with me? Because you didn't invite me? <laughs> no, it's not because of that. It's because you went, no, I'm not going to see a horror movie with you. Oh, no, that no, is no. the one. That is the one I put my foot down on. That's the one I was just like, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> now nah, you couldn't pay me. You couldn't pay me. And I do actually want to see it. I do. And ha- I bought a ticket for you. And no, the seat sat empty. Yeah, it sat empty. No, I was warming didn't. it up for me. <laughs> Anyway, that's a fun little full circle. I'm I'm sorry if you're a huge fan of the music of Shazam. I feel like we haven't really gone into it a huge amount, but it's just not that good. I well, mean, it's just... I, again, it's fine. It's fine. Again, it's, it's fine. Again, it's fine. I mean, I, I it gets a it gets a thumb up, does it? It gets one thumb up. Yeah. 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 It gets thumb up. No, it gets one because thumb up because it's, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's it's not a bad movie, and no. it's not bad music. No, it just kind of is. Oh, well, there we are. Yeah, now I'll leave it there. I'll do the music fade in. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But we actually only have one more DC movie left mm. in the current in the current released collection. It's not the Snyder Cut, is it? It's not the Snyder. Well, that's not released yet. That's not coming out until mm. way into next year. Oh, what? What, what else do we have are to you watch? Stumped? Did you think this was the last one? You were kind of hoping this was the last one, weren't you? What are we? What else do I have to fucking do for this shit? I hate it. What? What are we doing? 
Why am I trying to put myself through this? Why are we even thinking about it? Just tell me what it is. What are we doing? Birds of prey. Oh my goodness. Well, we saved the the bloody best till last. Well, I don't know we? because actually this is the only one that I've not seen yet. Can we not do it? We have to do it, though, don't no, we? No, we do. We should. We should. Finish what you for start. Completion. For completion. Yeah, exactly. Finish what if you we've start. We've done anything. We've, <laughs> we've taught ourselves anything. Yeah, exactly. Complete. Okay. We're we doing it next week or are we doing it the week oh, after? Week after. Should we give a break? We, uh, yeah, yeah we'll give a between. wee break. We've done week between. Keep the format. Do you not know what we've well, been that's... doing for the last couple of months? I don't even know where I am right now in my life. Where am I? I'm in a trap box of emotions. Right. I think we've got a fun little one next week because we have had this one requested a couple of times in the email and I think you said we'll do it next week. Should we say at the end what we're going to do? Yeah, let's save that. Let's forward? save that. So, moving forward, what are you bringing this week? Because I don't think you are bringing anything. I think I'm bringing both No, thanks for week. setting me up for failure <laughs> once again. <laughs> Look, the listeners know I don't bring anything to this bloody bit. <laughs> I, love, right. I love talking about it, but I'm like, so Alex, what are you bringing to moving forward? <laughs> Nothing. You You're know, a slacker. You know that. <laughs> You're a slacker, midfly. You know what's up? <laughs> okay oh well i'm gonna bring two things to moving forward one of them is another wonderful calm deep dive into a piece of music from a tv series now i've done a few of these recent because i wanted to talk about in the first episode we did a little bit about the the amazing for the damage coda from rick and morty yep. i also a couple of weeks ago talked about uh for tomorrow which was the haunting of a hill house piece and i'm going to talk a little bit about another piece of music from an amazing tv series that's just had its second series start this week but before we get on to that i would be amiss if i didn't talk about a wonderful new horror movie that i just saw recently and you can watch it too on netflix can and i that you can watch it too it's oh, there for stop. you to watch <laughs> It is, of course, the fantastic, and I think it's fantastic because it's not getting a huge amount of great love from the critics, uh, sorry, from the fans on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, but I really liked it, and it's called His House. Now, we were walking back from the rugby, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about this, but of course, Ilhem was having none of it, put her foot down and said, don't even tell me about the premise of this movie. Oh, so no, this bless is little... her, she gets scared so easily. <laughs> exactly, yeah. When I was younger, I hated horror movies. In fact, my mum will, will tell you. Did you? If, yeah, oh, I hated them, but oh, now I, I love them. Thought, yeah. I thought you were a, a sucker for all of them from like no, way back. No, I, 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 I always I feel them. like I always feel like people's... What's that in the background? I think that's a bike. I think it's the guy chainsaw? on your street. No, no, no. I think it's <laughs> I think it's the bike from your street, and he's just driven to my street. Is he ga is he guising? We can't say that word, can we? Oh, we said it again. No, no, we don't even poo. know if we can say it or not. No, yet. no, no. no, no. He... What I was gonna say, as far as horror movie genre is concerned, I always feel like everyone's first kind of first foray into the horror genre is always the indiana jones movies actually oh from yeah, a young age yeah. i always feel like that it, it activates those parts of the brain yeah and the, i the remember that heart removed as far as as far as like classic movies and growing up movies are concerned i know that indiana jones were was a personal favorites of yours oh i love them. along yeah, with jurassic park i think indiana jones and jurassic park were the big ones that you were obsessed oh, with jurassic and park is 
amazing. And so I think for that reason, I always thought that you were a big horror movie. In fact, Jurassic Park kind of hits those notes as well. Actually, yeah, the kitchen, the kitchen sequence is is I mean one of the best, one of the most suspenseful sequences in a movie. Is that right? Suspenseful? I said it weird when it came. I reckon out, but so. it is a it really. Did, yeah, you're right. It did sound weird when it came up. I think you're right. <laughs> But no, yeah, I think it's... I think for those reasons, I thought that you were you always liked a horror movie. No, I hated it. I, and I remember growing up watching. There was one movie that very much put me off horror movies for ages, which was of course uh, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Oh, I thought you, you were going to say Edward movie. Scissorhands. No, Edward Scissorhands is it's creepy, but it's lovable it, at it's, the same it's, time. It, yeah, it is. It, it's got heart. Edward Scissorhands, yeah. but I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was always a bit creeped out by it. It is a little creepy, actually, when you think about it. But of course, I'm talking about his house. Now, his house, uh, Ilham, close your ears for this bit or skip forward. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> she doesn't. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> that's fair enough. So his, hu- his house is a movie about two immigrants that are coming across uh, from Africa. Now, the story basically starts with the two of them, and it kind of shows in flashback sequences these two. Uh, they are husband and wife making the their way to the UK um, but of course they're making their way illegally on, on a boat across the across the seas and there's a couple of flashback sequences that kind of show them in their their perilous journey across to the UK but the, the story really kicks in when they uh, seek asylum and they're being put into council housing in a city I think it's somewhere in London okay um, now this is where we have the introduction of Matt Smith so Matt Smith is in this oh, movie. great yeah so he's he's I really love good seeing he's him in things yeah, he 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 rocked he rocked up in this movie, and I was like, oh. Um, but basically, this movie, and, I, and I'm going to be careful not to spoil a little bit, but it's about this husband and wife that are placed into this council housing estate, into this council house that is absolutely horrendous. Right. I mean, it's been it is a rundown house, but they're being told, you know, you should be thankful, you should be thankful. They're being given seventy two pounds a week to live off. They're not allowed to leave their house. They're not allowed to do anything. And so, when you think about it, the whole, I guess, that the whole. Um, process of seeking asylum in the uk or any other country as it were kind of is the backdrop for a horror movie you know you're in a strange yeah, land yeah. you don't know anything you don't know what's going on and it and it and when you watch it you go this is a really great setup now the story then slowly starts to turn because you realize that actually things aren't as they seem with the 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 uh the guy and he has a few i guess skeletons in his closet for a lack of a better and then she has some issues and stuff but it's a really really great movie and it's a really scary movie because actually there's a couple of maybe like jump scares-esque in the movie but there's also some really scary imagery and 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 when you really realize what the film's about and you start to think about it a little bit more it's actually a very terrifying prospect and uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a point in the movie where you realize what's going on and I guess kind of the, the, the themes behind the movie. And I must admit, even I kind of sat up in my seat and went, actually, this is really great, like a really great story. So I can't recommend that movie okay. enough. Yeah, I, I think you would like it, mate. I think you should definitely go and watch right, it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Now, the other thing that I'm moving to, bringing to moving forward is something that you are a lot more familiar with. And that is, of course, we're talking about the fantastic return of The Mandalorian Season 2 to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> well, that, that lovely. Lovely, mate. Yeah. That's what, Bring so the that trumpets. Well, that was the second choice. That was the second choice for John Favreau when he was going to do it. It was, do I go with Ludwig Gorsen or do I go with Alex Kass and kind of shitly doing the Star Wars theme into a the microphone? Star Wars theme, Star yeah. Wars theme, sorry. 
Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about one instrument that's used in the Mandalorian theme. Now, we've obviously the Mandalorian theme, it's a very, very famous theme because it hit the fans when the series started. And the series was, let's be honest, it was an absolute success. It was an wasn't absolute it? success. Can I hold my hands up and admit something, though? You're not a fan of this, are you? I wasn't a fan of this. Okay, okay. When go the on. series first dropped, season one last year the music i wasn't overly sold by why not well i think it's just because it was a bit different it was very different i think it was i think it was a bit different i am a huge huge fan of the sound world of star wars mm. like the the john williams the the john williams music you know i've been having discussions with people over you know what what the greatest movie music of all time is yeah. and you and while everyone is obviously entitled to their own opinion i think mm -hmm. if i think star wars has to be in the conversation yeah of course of it course. absolutely I mean, has to be in the conversation it might not be your favorite yeah. you might not vibe no. with it very much but if you were to like you know critically say what's the greatest music to ever be put to film John Williams's Star Wars music has to be in the conversation. It and definitely has to. It does. Yeah. And I think to get something that was so not that was at first a little bit disappointing because there's something I always talk about when I'm rating Star Wars movies, especially because we've had a lot of Star Wars content in the last few yeah. years since Disney sure. bought Lucasfilm. Yeah, and yeah. I've always kind of rated them by whether or not I get quote unquote the Star Wars feels. Okay, and I think everyone can kind of relate to that because at some point in the six movies that we all kind of like grew up with, or if you're older, only three or whatever. Mm -hmm. Pre pre Disney is what I'm saying. There mm. was probably a moment, or several moments, if you're me or like me where you got Star Wars feels, where you were just sure. so unbelievably excited. The second lightsaber. The second light. <laughs> that. No, you hit Jewel the nail. Fates. No, yeah. Jewel, Jewel of Fates. Fates. Doors open, and you get... Yeah. Da, bam, bam, bam. Da, da, da. Yeah, and the and, choir and is just going he's got mouth the, he's got, he's got the hood up, and he looks up, and he looks up in slow motion, and the robes come off, and then the Jedi's robes come off, and then they both light their lightsabers, and you're like, shit's about to go down, and he lights his lightsaber, and then he lights the other bloody end of it, and you just, and I lost my shit. I would have loved my shit. I would have loved to have seen you as a wee lad in the cinema watching that for the first time. Your wee face must have yeah. lit up. No, but honestly, oh. even though... No, 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 but I think this is the perfect talking point because mm. even though The Phantom Menace is not regarded among the best Star Wars movies, sure. I would argue that it has some of the best Star Wars feels. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because... Not only that bit, because I think that bit is top three or top five Star Wars feels yeah. moments. Yeah. But one of the other ones is actually the pod race. The whole pod race sequence, that really gets me in the Star Wars. It's good, isn't that it? It's really good. really gets me in the Star Wars feels. I think that's just a fantastic sequence. And you know what? The, there's an element the of nostalgia CG, to it. Though. The CG actually stands up in that bit. I'll, I'll have words with anyone that says otherwise. But well, it's, 
but better than the half pipe sequence in Shazam. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But there's a common factor to all of that, and it's because the music is outstanding. Yeah, it's and great. the music and the music sells it. So to bring it back to the Mandalorian, I had to search for my Star Wars feels okay. in another way, and I ended up getting the Star Wars feels by the end of the series through being invested a lot more in the character of the Mandalorian and obviously in Baby Yoda because my sure. God, they nailed. Yeah, they they yeah. nailed the function of Baby Yoda, which was just to be super bloody cute. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Now I want to talk a little bit about the theme because actually, I, as I said, I th- I think maybe when I first heard, it, I was a bit like, "Well, this is new," but I love it. Like I love, I think it's, I think it's without doubt one of my most favorite TV series themes of all time. Now, there's a reason why this is. I partly was fueled because I, I've mentioned them before. I'm going to mention it again. There's a series of albums. There's there the guitar again. again. There he's, he's, back. he's bloody loving he's it. He's back. My God, there's nothing it's not better with to do. It's not ill. Residential street. <laughs> he said, "Like you're 70." It's a residential street. There's no <laughs> need the for that kind of behavior. <laughs> yeah, but you would do it if you could, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would, though, wouldn't yeah. you? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'd have the common decency to live in the country. <laughs> but uh, what the, we're talking about Mandalorian. But the, the the thing with right, the thing with this theme, and I was saying before, it's it was it was spurred back into my mind because Beyond the Guitar, and I talked a little bit about Beyond the Guitar a couple of times in the show, which is the kind of classical guitar piece, and they do a lot of music and movies and games and TV. Series. Oh yeah, they're great. They. They're fantastic. They covered so that they covered this, and it is wonderful. Their acoustic guitar cover of this. Now that segues nicely because the instruments that are used in the Mandalorian theme are incredible. And I challenge you, Alex, to tell me what is the first instrument that you hear on the Mandalorian theme. And I'm going to sing it to you, and you're going to tell me. No, 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 goes. no, because that's your no, no, voice. That's not to, an instrument. I'm going to sing it to you. I'm going to sing it to you in the voice of. I can hear it. <laughs> is that it? What instrument is that, though? Because I couldn't have guessed this until I had to look it up. The the resemblance is uncanny for a star. Exactly. Let me just Did congratulate you, like you there. Yeah. Gonna edit out the long pause. You're definitely gonna, so gonna edit so the long pause. So it's gonna it's gonna seem like it was it was gonna seem like he uh, he got it almost instantly. But of course. There was a, there was a bit of a there was a bit of a pause here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna whilst whilst we're waiting for the uh, the pause to finish, um, it's gonna here he is. It's either. Okay. Am I allowed to do a? It's either. Yeah, sure. Because there's a lot of instruments okay, out there okay, in the thank world. Thank you, thank you. It's either. Yeah. A bass clarinet. Okay. Or a didgeridoo. Oh. Unfortunately, you don't win the car this Damn round. It. But thank you for joining us on the show. We hope you had a great time. Uh, and just can you just wave to the audience as the Bye. title cards roll out? Bye. It was a pleasure just to be on TV. <laughs> it was a pleasure to have you. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, the signature instrument was, in fact, the recorder. Oh, oh yeah. Of course it is. It was a bass, a really a bass big bass recorder. recorder with a, with a, I was close with clarinet you. because it's what? breathy. 
So watching him do it's amazing. So basically, I'm taking an article. Nice breath. It is breathy. <laughs> it is breathy. Yeah, you're exactly. The Mandalorian more than delivered on the promise of the first ever live action Star Wars series. However, not even the most optimistic of fans could have predicted the show's music would also live up to the franchise's enormous standards. The iconic John Williams casts a long shadow of greatness. Yet composer Ludwig Gagor, uh, Goran, I can't even do it. Goranson. Ludwig Goranson. I can't even pronounce his name. It uh, was more than up to the challenge, especially with his incredible theme song. It's already one of the best tracks in the history of the galaxy far, far away. But it all began with an unlikely step and that epic intro, which actually has 70-piece instrument orchestra. So that's, you know, the full fanfare that you get when the uh, when you kind of see the space. Yeah. I love that piece. A 70-piece orchestra. But it all began with the simple child's instrument, the recorder. Hmm. Now, I watched a really great documentary on this, and I, cur- I, I, I strongly advise anyone to do it. With Variety did this, a little eight-minute documentary. And it shows all the instruments. So it starts with him doing the recorder. And then you kind of get the dun And that's him with a piano. So he's got the, the, the kind of bass notes on a piano as he's kind of hitting the twinkly notes on a xylophone. And then you get, of course, as we talked about beyond the guitar, that's where the guitar comes in because you get the kind of acoustic guitar, the Spanish guitar doing the kind of twinkly noise. Um, but it's it's absolutely amazing because what Ludwig Gorson did was he basically locked himself in a room watching and john favreau kind of said to him i want you to do something samurai-esque combine that with western gunslinger and then all around the kind of the walls of the studio he had all the concept art for the mandalorian so he had like the images of I, the ig88 unit and the mandalorian walking as we saw in the first episode of the first season and you had the mandalorian guest looking out over the plains of tatooine yeah and he kind of had this, he, he could just create this world. And so if you listen deeply into that Mandalorian soundtrack, obviously we have the full 70-piece orchestra, but there's so many other electronic instruments that are in there. Like he uses some electronic box, um, kind of uh, like keyboard style pieces that he, yeah. he introduces there. Um, that's the piece that it, it, the last, um, there's a kind of last uh, keyboard that plays the outro, the kind of twinkly outro that you get at the end. Yeah. But there's also some really great, um, there's a, there's a, an, an original Swedish style, um, I guess, like electronic piece that was kind of like from the 70s, 80s and the kind of okay. like European techno vibes. There's a very big techno under, undercurrent underneath it. But it's yeah. it's amazing. No, it's I've, amazing. I, I, I've grown to appreciate it quite a lot. And the vibe I always got from it was, you know, incredibly well crafted. Yes. But also very DIY. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the DIY element's a really interesting point you make, Alex, because the, the thumping of the drum beat throughout is done from his own drum set. Right. So all of it is done from... That that drum that you're hearing is him, and it's on his bass tom on his drum kit. Yeah. And you watch him in the documentary, like, battering away at it, and he kind of manipulated the sound for it to be a really yeah, deep do you know, sound. Yeah, you know what it sounds... It. It, it kind of sounds like somebody has hit hit a random generator button on a room full of instruments and you've walked <laughs> into the room and gone you've got to use all of these 
Yeah, go. that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Because, there, I mean, there's so many different instruments that are used yeah. in this. Like, it's not a simple track by any means. Yeah, and, a way, and in simple. a way, it, kind of, it perfectly sets the scene of the time, of that time in the Star Wars galaxy when yeah. it was a little bit lawless. Yeah. And, you know, just like the Mandalorian ship, it's a bit beaten up and, you know, he repairs it with with as much as he can and he spends the whole time doing the same thing with his armor as well throughout the whole of the mm. first season mm. so yeah i'm probably not wrong about that aspect actually. but 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 ludwig gorson is really great because he kind of extends sequences and sounds to create his world so obviously yeah. he did black well black again Panther. and as i said it's not like you know it's it's not complete it's not complete random nonsense it's, it's incredibly well crafted like it has meaning as well mm. So, so like for example, when he was doing Black Panther, he traveled to Senegal, where he was listening and recording to sounds and using some. And we talked a little bit about Black yeah, Panther when when we were uh, when we were talking a little bit about the the film there. But like that that's that's a classic example of someone who's just so invested in the music that he's doing. Yeah. The the other one the other one that he did was when he was doing the music for Creed, he he went into boxing arenas and recorded the sounds of just people hitting punch bags and like, you know, people just like the, the ooh, ooh and the thuds and the ooh, ooh, ooh. and then he kind of slowed oh, cool. that down and then introduced it into the soundtracks that he was trying to create. So he really tried to immerse himself in this. Um and the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian was no different because basically what he decided to do was, as I said, he locked himself in that room with the instruments all around him. And you hit the nail on the head, mate. You know, he basically locked himself in his studio and just kind of went like a, like a Jedi almost. And he, and and basically he he let the instruments well come done. to him like well he done. let them come to him like the Force. Um, but basically that's how he picked the recorder. Um, but so so he found the tracks instantly memorable opening notes, which are reminiscent of music that would play when a lone gunslinger. Would prepare for a duel yeah, in spaghetti fair. western yeah yeah which is definitely and a vibe in the series it is so i guess that, that that's my little deep dive on that mandalorian theme i love it and, and it's great that, well, thank yeah, you it's, so it's, much it's, for that and of course that leads us into the second series of the mandalorian which is coming have you seen the first episode yet no i've not actually that's going to be by tonight's to do fabulous yeah that's going to be some point next week i reckon i've got quite a, quite a busy weekend because you're a busy bloody boy, aren't you? Yeah, apparently. You're so I've been lad. told. Right. Well, we want to wrap this up so you can get on your motorbike and start terrorizing yeah, well, the neighbors. Yeah, well, I reckon so. Well, some, <laughs> somebody's bloody bike jacked it and is <laughs> doing wheelies up and down the street. <laughs> bike jacked it? Bike, bike jacked it. Let's say something from like the 30s. <laughs> oh, the bloody boy's bike jacked it. Yes, <laughs> Golly gosh, I've been bike jacked. <laughs> By Gov. <laughs> What do they have to do now, mate? They've got to go onto the Apple Podcasts app and give us a cheeky little five-star rating and perchance... Only if it's cheeky. Only if it's cheeky. And it's got to be cheeky and it's got to be little. But still five <laughs> stars. And you could also leave us a review, if you wish. Leave us a review yes. or tell us your favourite movie. Tell us your favourite movie soundtrack. We love to hear all of it. You can also find us on Spotify and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts we yeah, also have absolutely. an email address if you want to write in calum will give you that 
Mm, of course, and the email is going. Uh, no, it's not. It's motionspod at gmail.com. <laughs> I was re- I, It's motionspod at gmail.com. And as Alex said, you can leave a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. Um, much like one that, <laughs> much like one Stuart's did. Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt. Stuart just left a lovely five star review. And it's the five star review on that is buying tickets from our partner and benefit from an average of 51% saving on advanced purchases, as well as no credit, debit, card fees when you book your train tickets. So it's, it's, I think that was just a lovely review that Stuart left. And I think, Alex, if you can you just give five words to describe that review and how much that means to you, okay? Five words, just, just go for it. Right now, go for it. Invite, uh-huh. help, uh-huh. test, mm-hmm. sign out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was lovely. That was really nice. Yeah. And that's that's a beautiful. And you, just like Stuart, can leave a lovely review like that on the show. And we would love to hear from you. Yep, absolutely. As a new kind of plug. Okay, go for it. If you if you fancy it, you can also find us on Facebook page where and Instagram and probably Twitter as well by now, where we Ooh. post regularly about tracks that we're listening to from upcoming episodes. Yes. And other such pop culture kind of news and stuff just you know to keep you ticking on through the weeks and we know it's a whole week till you get to listen to our dulcet tones and we are ticking and you know we want to we want to keep you entertained especially Mm, since we're all going back under lock and key by the government so (laughs) yeah (laughs) time we had time off for good behavior during the summer we did now it's now it's back in uh speaking of back uh more entertainment what are we doing next week? Because we teased it a little bit before we went into moving forward. I'll be honest, I, I haven't a know. clue. I think we both know, mate, and I'm going to call it. Because it's a movie that I've not seen, and it's a movie that you've said we should do on this podcast, and it's a movie that the fans have requested, and I'm going to say it now. We're doing Pitch Perfect next week, mate. Hell yes! We're calling it. We're doing Pitch Perfect next week. Yes. Now. I've not seen it, Happening. but I know, it's, I know it's got music and movies, ha- so we're going to do it. Neng. Sorry if you didn't. Uh, sorry if you were looking for a John Williams stunner, but uh, Cal, or a Hans you're gonna have delight. so much fun. Oh fuck me! I don't <laughs> know what I'm getting into, do I? Watch it with Maddie. Pour some wine and watch it with Maddie. We brilliant. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll get we'll get right to this. Oh fuck! Do I have to watch this now? Oh, you I don't do. Know why I do this because I've said it now. You do, yeah. God. You committed. You brought it on yourself as well. You can't even blame me. And I have the power to edit it out, and I haven't yet. No, you've that not. Is the thing. It's still it's here. It's still I'm here. I'm still talking I'm, about I'm it. I'm still listening to it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's what you've got to look forward to next week, ladies and gentlemen. But until then, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. We've had fun this week, haven't we? It's been a bit silly this one, hasn't it? Has, it's it has been, been a, a little bit silly. We, 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 we took a bit too long talking about fathers of baldy bastards. But... <laughs> But if I find out that any of it's been edited out, I'm coming. I'm coming no, for it's you. All, it's all staying in. If in fact no more, I'm going to put a slight repeat in it, so it sounds like we repeated ourselves, but we haven't. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see you again next week. Thanks very much for listening. All Bye, right, man. guys. Ta ta. Bye.